Live. Char- Charlemagne, we live? Uh, we live now, baby. We live now, baby. <laughs> Man, did you did you finally see the Usher Tiny Desk? I did. Okay. I did, I did. Got a chance to uh view it. What do you think now? So I, I always knew Usher could sing, but for him to age as grace as gracefully as he has, I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful thing. Like it's 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 amazing. It's it's amazing. And for him to have uh, Eric Bellinger, who's the other cat? And Vito. Yeah, like to have them as his, as his backup singers for this particular production. Res- respectable was like, artists and songwriters yeah, in their own right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they was going crazy too. So yeah. overall, overall, it was an amazing production. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's why I wanted you to watch it because I was just like, hey, yo, and we keep talking about this Chris Brown Usher versus? I was like, hey, yo, like, I don't know. <laughs> and th- and this, was a, this was a tiny disc. So this was a small scale performance, right? Yeah, like. So just a mat, like. That, mm. That's what I'm saying, like. Usher has mm. aged a lot gracefully in in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Definitely, you talk about Usher's been famous since he was thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like he's been a signed recording artist since he was thirteen years old. And I don't and respect to everybody, right? But nobody has aged better than him. Uh, yeah. I, mm. If you're talking about thirteen to what is he forty three, forty two? Damn. 30, damn, 30 of them things? Nobody, no, name them. Maybe Stevie, maybe. But if you're talking about voice, nah. Vocally, yeah. No, no. Hey, to be honest, I don't even think Whitney Houston aged No, no, name them. Nobody. (laughs) That's the point. And it's just like, this nigga saying Superstar, (laughs) which is a B-side on Confessions, (laughs) When when did Superstar come out? 18 years ago? Oh, I think so. Arguably better than when he recorded it. That version is arguably better than... You're not supposed to kill your own song 18 years later. In theory. In, in theory. I'm, I'm, just making, I'm just making sense, but I, I, I enjoyed the Tiny Desk. It, it definitely flexed Usher's vocal arrangements and abilities, like just the vocal, like... The prowess was crazy. Like the, the prowess. Way, look at the word. Look at the verbiage. I love it. The way that he let Eric Bellinger and Vito kind of like lead on certain situations, mm-hmm. and he took a seat back to let them get their bars off. Yes, and that that is like I, I appreciate that when it comes to like live R and B performances. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, you know you're gonna get your hits. You're singing from the the. Um, from the featured act, but they always, 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 always let the backup singers get they shine. Mm-hmm. Like I, man, as sometimes they be sounding better. Not in this case, but not I'm in saying the, not in, this case, not in this case. But sometimes they be sounding better than the feature artists. But you know, and it's the tiny desk itself has even sparked the Usher challenge. You've been seeing this, yeah, year? yeah, man. They they worn it out. Like the only and <laughs> you want to do it? You want to do it? No. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> play. <laughs> you gotta you gotta sing like Usher. Me, 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 me. <laughs> nah, you, you got it, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. I can't yeah, I can't sing. <laughs> he'll be out, he'll be looking like Ray J. Watch the- <laughs> At least I won't be marching. <laughs> <laughs> but just getting back to this tiny desk, man, I just want to make sure that we gave this man his flowers, man, because he is a living legend and icon 
somebody it's like this is somebody that we should celebrate because we grew up with him or growing up grew up looking at him just as much as we looked at any other living legend or icon so it's not the same you know what i'm saying like we weren't around like we was young when mike was out you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying we was Virtually young when Whitney were out. We weren't even born when Stevie was doing this thing. So, like, when those people are mentioned, we have a, a love for them because our parents put them on. But this was somebody that was right there in front of our face, yes. and we grew up with them. Yes. So, it's just we have to understand that he is who he is. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is – we always try to give artists their flowers while they're still here. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we even got this type of performance from Usher that we didn't have to pay for, like – it's amazing, man. Listen, man. I mean, and look, everybody got their one album, right? Mm-hmm. He got Confessions, arguably the, the greatest R&B album ever made. Mm-hmm. Definitely in the past 20 years, but definitely ever made. Like, yeah, he's in man. that conversation. Yeah, man. Still still being able to perform those songs, as well as some of his older music. Good, if the same, if not better than previously recorded at his age? Nah, nah. This is this is amazing, and it kind of makes me want for more Usher music because, mm-hmm. like you, I think he didn't go past Confessions on any of his hits, did he? Uh, on that time, I did. do not think so. I do. <sighs> he didn't gave so. us some hits post then, but we just, I think, and I and I've been in this, I've been in this this bag too. Like, what does the album sound like compared? Because we've always compared everything he's done post Confessions to Confessions, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Some of those albums have been solid. They're just not confessions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where we've been like, well, the I've been the hanging. B- the benchmark. Yeah, I've been hanging my hat on when it comes to like arguments on albums and things like that. But he's never had a shortage of hits since. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's facts. It's facts. Cause that, and that's why I was like, hey, yo, we can get dark. I'm crazy. <laughs> would you really want a new Usher album in 2022? Yeah. You don't think... Well, we don't we don't know what new Usher music would sound like today. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess anticipation would be built, especially like this? with the tiny desk and all that well, stuff, and the verses talk and the, the verses talk. The, the residency. Resi- that, that's all I was gonna say. The residency. That, Shit, the skating. That, that, all, <laughs> all that. Everything. All that. All that contributes to me wanting to listen to new Usher music. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, maybe he'll drop some next year. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's supposed man. to be what Confessions Part Two. I think that's the oh, been the rumor. Oh, they think, said that. I think that's been the rumor. I think that's just a. I think it's just a rumor because he's been so in the you know in the music <laughs> media as of late. Yeah. Um, if he if he don't say it, I ain't okay. I ain't buying this shit. I'm I'm sick of announcements to announcements, man. I'm sick of all <laughs> that. Like just just hit hit me with a date. Beyonce coming. Just hit me with a date. This is coming from the MCU guys, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to know all the details before the movie come out. No. <laughs> this is me too. Like, uh, I'm, I'm putting myself in there with you, but uh, I just want to poke a hole in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hear, that, <laughs> hear the air deflating out there balloons. I want to say it's different with music, but it ain't. <laughs> it's not. It ain't. It's not. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we we going to get to it. Let's get it started. <laughs> You are now listening to Oversaturated, the podcast hosted by Johnny and Ralph. Now let's get it.
welcome to another episode of Oversaturated, the podcast where we discuss music, movies, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm Johnny. And I'm Ralph. Welcome to episode number 152. 152. I'm Rat the Rock Ralph this week. Rat? Oh. Okay, I love it. Uh, new listeners, please follow us on all social media. Facebook, just search Oversaturated the Podcast. Twitter is Oversat Podcast. Instagram is Oversat the Podcast. And our email is oversatpodcast at gmail.com. And please be sure to check out our website, oversatthepod.com. Anything you need to know about OS is there. Yes, sir. And if you want to follow us individually, I'm the mind of Ralph on Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, I'm J O N two underscores the letter B. On Instagram, I'm JBS underscore ESL underscore AAMU. Ralph, before yes. we get anywhere and do anything else, I want to shout out all of our new subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all y'all because yeah. we got an influx of subscribers the past couple weeks. I think based off of our <laughs> our verse our verses talk, mm-hmm. which is dope. So we we appreciate y'all subscribing. We hope y'all enjoy the content. Go check out some of the old episodes, and we got new episodes for y'all every week. So oh, yeah. again, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah. y'all, man. Yeah, and let me. I, I want to give somebody they flowers Let's too. Do it. Shout out to the homie RBK Snow, man. He been showing crazy love. love like that. Man love, bro. We, we see you. We oh. love you. We appreciate you. Yeah, Capo in the OS game. What up? Yeah, I love it, man. Ralph, my guy, my pal. What's up, man? How you feeling? <sighs> feeling good, man. Feeling great. Uh, just another week down, man. Just happy to be here, man. For real, like I celebration of life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my birthday month, so maybe you know I'm riding that high. Maybe that's what you know. I was so giddy last week, and now this week <laughs> I'm just like I'm off the wall, man. It's I, just me, man. I listen. I love it. Mm-hmm. I How love about it. you, bro? I love to see it. I uh mentally, mentally I'm great. Like I'm oh, I'm cool. Like I feel like I can jump over a building. I feel like a butt is coming. Physically, man. Oh, okay. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I feel Phys- like. Physically, I'm tired. <laughs> my body, my body, my body. <laughs> do you do you think it's more taxing to be mentally or physically tired? Mentally. I, I think I because I think that. the free your mind and your ass will follow. The mind controls everything. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. This is true. No, this is facts. Um, so yeah, me- mentally I'm great. Just got back from vacation today. If y'all just if y'all knew the shit I went through today to like get this episode <laughs> recorded, like it's, it's it's insane. But hey, man, dedication, hard work plus patience. We here, baby. Word. Um, but no, nah, I'm here, man. Just got back from vacation, mm-hmm. feeling good. Got a chance to rejuvenate on the good beach. Shit. Good uh, shit. Good amazing, shit. amazing, amazing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but for me, just being able to sit on the beach, listen to the waves, actually be in the water—it just—it does something to me. Like, should I? I almost want to say spiritually. Like, it just does something great for me. Um, so the fact that I was able to do that is—it's is, is, been I, great. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment because I'm gonna disagree with you for the rest of the episode. But I agree. With that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. But not, at least you know it's coming. No, no, thanks. No, thanks. But, but no, seriously, like just. Being on the beach, and I know last year when I went to South Carolina, I talked. I think maybe I mentioned it here, or maybe me and you talked about it. But just being on the beach, and then you know, it's kind of like uh, you know, that was you know, slave where they brought the slaves. So I felt like a little spiritual connection to that. I was just like, hey, yo, my ancestors here, you know, mm-hmm. two hundred some odd years ago. Mm-hmm. So it felt good just letting the waves splash against you. So I feel you, and I can't wait to get back to somebody's beach. Word, shit, me either. It's always, <clears throat> it's always bittersweet coming back from vacation because it's like you never want to leave because you know you've been kicking it you feel great mm-hmm. 
But you get back home, you get your get in your own shower, your own bed. Like it's it's nothing like sleeping in your own bed. Yeah. I don't know what's worse, the last day of vacation or when you come back from vacation. Me, me, I think it's when you come back. Okay. Because I mean, while I'm still in, on, while I'm still there on the last day, I'm still doing vacation. Well, shit. I guess it depends on your flight. Like, like you know what I'm saying. Like, say if you got a flight mid morning afternoon, like that kind of kills what the last day could be. You think so? Yeah, I don't be doing nothing. If, <laughs> doing nothing. Just, just getting, just yeah, getting ready just to getting go. Ready to Making go. sure you got all your shit yeah, back. No, Triple no, checking uh, the room. Man, I leave a charge. I'll be mad. <laughs> right. No. I mean, it's facts. Though. It's facts. It's and I, I think it's it's more easier to leave leave things behind when you leave early in the morning. Yeah. At least if you leave midday, you can you know recheck yeah. type shit. So, facts. Yeah, man. Facts. But no, I'm happy to be back. New episode this week was good, man. We here. Oh yeah, man. What we doing off the dome? Off, off the dome. I got one for you. I think you'll like this. Ghostwriting has become so commonplace when it comes to our rap, rap rappers, right? Mm-hmm. Rap icons, rap legends, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be surprised if somebody wrote something for them. But who would you? I mean, who would you not be shocked at if they came out and said, "Hey, such and such has a ghostwriter." Ooh, would I not be shocked? Ooh, okay. Good question. Get, give me your I'll answer. I'll give you my answer. Okay. My answer is actually my man's. It pains me to say. And it's not saying, I'm, I'm not saying that it's true. Mm-hmm. But Rick Ross, it would not ah. surprise me <laughs> if Ricky Rose had a ghostwriter. Because, like, I'm not saying he has, like, an influx of bars, mm-hmm. but he keep a hit tucked. All the time It's true And he can stay You know Relevant for other reasons Other than rap Like he's a business mogul He does all these things And I'll be wondering If you know The music You know what (laughs) what I'm saying Like he just Just has people Writing writing stuff for him He going there and rap it Right Nah okay I'm not mad at that No the first The first person That came to mind Now this artist Well it's It's a lady Um I don't think it has come out that she has ghost writer ghost writers mm-hmm. and it wouldn't surprise me if she did mm-hmm. i'm i'm going i'm going cardi b i thought no well i thought did, cardi always said like she got somebody writing oh or, did oh no nah. well i'm not saying that it to be true but i thought it was like kind of understood that she had ghost writers oh no i didn't cuz cuz the brand is so big like cardi ain't got a rap <laughs> and that's what i'm saying yeah cardi ain't got a rap and that's and that's what I mean. Like even even with her first album, like I really enjoyed her first album, but I wouldn't be surprised she ain't write all that. She got a lot. She got a lot of machine behind her, mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And we not go. Cardi is almost like the version of Doja Cat that I respect. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, because <laughs> you know Doja do the pop rap joint, but Cardi is just more palatable to me. Palatable, I like that. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I'm. <laughs> I, well, I can't say that to be true, but I thought it was always understood through industry circles that Cardi had writers. I, I wasn't, I wasn't oh. aware. I wasn't aware. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Hmm. But I feel like that. But was understood. if 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 they if if they came out tomorrow and said I wrote this 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 and this for Cardi B, then I'd be like, oh okay, oh, that okay. makes sense. All right, it makes sense. Yeah, it would it would it would pain me a little bit that we're all sad writers, but I can see it. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, and I didn't even. That thought didn't even cross my mind about Rick Ross until you mentioned it, but yeah, like especially in his later, later in his, later, career, later in his like, career, yeah. You know, he's such a he's such a personality now. Uh, 
Because, you know, me and you, we reviewed Richer Than I Ever Been. Mm-hmm. And then we thought it was cool. And then, you know, cooler heads prevailed. And we was like, ah, it really wasn't all that. Or maybe it was me. But I was just like, oh, it really wasn't all that. Yeah, yeah it was you. It was oh, okay. It was you. Um, but also with that, what I do remember about that album is that he had more than like three different, three flows on that album. Mm-hmm. And that would make sense that he had Ghostwriters because... All the other albums I listened to from Rick Ross, he rapped the same on all the songs. So mm-hmm. that that would make sense to me. Not saying it's true, but it would make sense. So yeah, that's what's up. Go off the dome. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So for my off the dome, I'm going straight to it, mm-hmm. and I want you to th- I want you to think back as far as you can. Okay. Who was your first celebrity crush? Um, Chili from TLC. Chili, easily. Okay. She was fine. Like it was something about she that chocolate fine. that chocolate. I, I seen her doing the dance in the pajamas. And <laughs> I think that was it. I think I'm gonna go back a little further. Just a little tad bit further Damn, than what, that. What what we doing? Uh, what we doing? <laughs> Tina Marie, what we talking about? <laughs> what we talking? Not Tina Marie. <laughs> she got, you she said got, back further than ninety two, so I'm like, it's not okay. Well no, I'm, I'm talking I'm well, I'm I'm thinking about uh Chili and um what is it, Creep? That's ninety six. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going back just a few more years. Okay. I'm going Trini from Power Rangers, the Yellow Ranger. Hey yo. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, sir. That's the that's the first person I felt like I remember crushing on, like watching Power Rangers. Like I was wait, mm. dude, let's do the math. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm thinking like it's it's weird because like I feel like you just wanted to be in the opposition. I thought everybody liked Kimberly. <laughs> no, I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm I know. So no, I I hear what you're saying, and I think I think the masses did like Kimberly, yeah. which is cool. Like you know, Kim, she was fine for back what, then, what, what, fine my, for back then. But what, for what, me, wasn't my wasn't my cup of tea. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You feel me? But no, no, no. Trini was it, bro. Trini was it. I got you. I got you. I fuck with the Yellow Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, hey, that's yo, so all right. <laughs> that was off the dome, man. Would, who would you not be surprised had a ghostwriter in the rap game? And let us know who was your first celebrity crush. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, it's game. What's we happening? We here. We got a few topics. We got to start here. Get the get the serious stuff out the way. Yeah. <sighs> another another fallen R and B star. We have to we have to leave with that. Trey songs. Uh, you know, we're coming with updates. What's going on with his case? Uh, there was actually a twenty million dollar lawsuit that was dropped from one of the accusers. Johnny, what do you think about this story? You know, read so reading through this article and just thinking about like the cases against Trey Songs. I think we talked about this had to be like late last year or something like that. It's been real quiet for Trey Songs, and what I mean by that is I haven't heard any media outlets at all like no media outlets discuss anything that's been happening with Trey songs at all even though there have been like minor rumblings you know across the twitterverse and yeah, social media yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that right so the fact that you know all of this litigation has been going on quote unquote behind the scenes and again with multiple women it's not just one woman that's been you know yeah, yeah. that has accused Trey songs of such allegations right mm-hmm. So the fact that one of the lawsuits for twenty million, it's a lot of money, right? Yeah. Has been thrown out. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure which way to lean here. Does that yeah. mean 
she lied or does this mean maybe she's just so distraught and she doesn't want to continue going through the litigation because you know mentally it's draining yeah that she just said you know what the money don't even matter let me just let me just drop this yeah this is not necessarily uh like you know not saying he's guilty or anything of that mm-hmm. nature either but i <sighs> two people with enough fame and clout have come out and said things that were kiki palmer and former basketball star Dylan Gonzalez. Yes. That's the one that kind of like really got this ball rolling was the Dylan Gonzalez tweet. Mm-hmm. So I, it's like, it's real tough to be in these situations because you never want to get into the, the, the business of, of mudslinging and all that type of stuff. Yep. I don't know who's who, what's what, but it's looking real bad for Trey. That's, yes. that's what I'm saying. Word. And you know, just this, this lawsuit being thrown out is cool for right now. His legal team and him or his representatives, they have not said anything as of yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I probably wouldn't say anything because there are still other accusers and other lawsuits and other legal actions being taken. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. Really. <laughs> like that's that's really what I got. Um I still say this. Trey is is looking bad for you, man. Like for real. And an- another interesting tidbit in the same article, it said it says back in April, I guess April of this year, he was cleared of, of sexual assault allegations stemming from something else that happened in Vegas last year in November. Mm-hmm. So this that's the second one, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the Dylan Gonzalez stuff that's, too. That's I believe you so. think that's the same one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but it, that's still that's still two, right? So that's the Dylan joint, and then the, the twenty million dollar one that got thrown out. Yeah. So I. What does that mean for Trey Songz going forward? Honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, hey man, I imagine he's still canceled, but hey, yeah, Trey cold right now too. Like respectfully, like oh yeah, freezing, freezing cold. Frost. So I'm not really sure what you know. Like I, I don't know if he's canceled because I haven't heard. Well, I haven't been in the, the Twitter sphere like that in a minute, so I'm not sure what the streets are saying about Trey. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure the the radio still want to play his songs. They do. What and I guess at this point, what what's what is, what's canceled? What's canceled? Like what what does canceled mean? Because R. Kelly still gets played, and we talked about R. Kelly last week. Yeah, that's R. true. I, I that's think true. A R. Kelly song may may be getting played on adult on the urban adult contemporary stations. <laughs> maybe not the young. I would be surprised. Maybe not the hip hop stations, not the young joints. But if you go over whatever whatever the old heads listen to, I'm pretty sure there's an R. Kelly track sprinkled in there. Yeah, if. If your mom or grandparents are still listening to the radio in the house, they mm-hmm. got the station on where they playing R. Kelly. For sure. So yeah. most definitely. No, I feel that. That's yeah, that's crazy. I don't I don't really got nothing else for Trey Songs, man. This it's it's interesting that for so long he like the lawsuits and the allegations, none of that had been talked about at all, period. Until and, now. And, and now that some of these have been thrown out, it's been Well, hey, when Trey had the world in his palm in his hand, he, he may have been out here being Mr. Nasty. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But now things have cooled off. These allegations, they fall. They don't fall on deaf ears so much anymore. People are listening and people are taking notice. Yep. And Trey has been noted on certain, in certain instances of being a creep. Yep. So we're not here to really I'm I don't really know what the line is of creep though. Like I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's a fine line. I don't know if he went across it. I don't know if he was right there. I don't know. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> it, it's, it's really one of those situations like we still are awaiting uh, more details, but it's just something that 
you know, we, we kind of want to pay attention to because honestly, I've been a Trey Songz fan. So I'm invested in the story in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. I bought his album. So I'm invested in a way. Yep. Yep. And and that's just where we at today, man. That's just where we at. Man, nobody's safe. But if you're out here being a creep, hey, sorry for you. Right. For real, though. We got, I got nothing else for you. Right. But let's talk about another uh, music story that kind of has a leaves a sour taste in people's mouths. Um, gospel superstar Ty, Tip- Ty Trippett has come out on a recent interview with Kev on stage saying that he was only paid $2,000 for his work on Justin Timberlake's Cry Me a River by Timberland. Johnny, what do you think about this story? It's a very, very interesting story, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is something we've been talking about a lot, recently, at least this year, yeah. when it comes to bad business and bad contracts and music. Get your, um, get your money, man. I, and and Crimea River was what two thousand one. Ooh, two thousand one. So oh, two thousand two. One of them. So this is this is back when it's oh two because I was a freshman in high school. Oh two. I bought the album. Gotcha. I was ashamed. Ashamed about it. Oh yeah, we talked about. <laughs> yeah, we talked yeah, about, we that talked all about the time. yeah. Um, but but no, this is back when contract talks were still you know not as mainstream and bad contracts were still being done and signed mm. and things like that and even i guess to to tie tribute's point back then maybe he thought it was better just to take the money up front now if that's the case you took the two th- the took the 2k up front and you know didn't sign anything to say hey i'll get 0.5 percent royalties Excuse going me. forward no shit like that sorry but you signed, well, you signed it. This this is the other thing too. Ty Tribbett's first album came out in two thousand. Mm-hmm. He really didn't rise into prominence probably until two thousand five. Mm-hmm. So he's virtually still unknown. And his choir, Greater Anointing, GA, who sang the vocals, mm-hmm. you know, with Marsha Ambrosius, like you got all that in the background. You know, nobody's known. Like nobody <laughs> knows them. So it's kinda like, all right, well, you guys are the background vocals and you know you play the chords and all that and you take this lump sum maybe that's just part of the business then it's quite unfortunate i'm not saying that it's right or wrong but we've heard stories about things that we deem to be classic and i'll tie in maybe just another argument like phase on love came out and said he was only paid a couple like maybe five thousand dollars for friday yep. but then again what was the budget then again what you know you got to think about phase on love at that time mm-hmm. and he only uh from what from Ice Cube's response to that, he only worked two days, maybe like four hours tops mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, the work you provided was the money you received. Exactly, and then maybe this is coming out because Justin Timberlake just sold his catalog too, mm. and and that would make sense. And then he was just saying like Timberlake, you know. But I think it was just part of the business. I'm not saying that Ty Tribbett deserved two thousand dollars. He pro- obviously deserved more, Way just more, co- yeah. considering that he had his choir sing on this track. And he played chords where you thought that it may have been Timberland or Scott Storch or whoever was pulling the strings for that, you know, that beat. Mm-hmm. So do you do you think as so Todd Tribbett is a gospel artist. Mm-hmm. Do you think for him at that time, maybe he didn't want to he didn't really want people to know that he was like helping out on secular music. You think that could be a thing? Absolutely not. Because nope. he's in the credits. <laughs> Oh, he did. Okay, no, you're right. He said Absolutely. he said he said that in the he's, clip. That's right. I was trying credit. to I was trying to think of it from a different angle, but nah, I, I mean, I think that because he was virtually still unknown, like his first project came out in 2000, but the one that 
really got him popping in the gospel streets, 2005. Mm-hmm. That's five years. Yeah. So just bad, just bad timing. Bad timing. You got to pay your dues. Unfortunately, how many times have we heard of somebody being somebody's background singer or somebody writing on yeah. somebody's album, and you know they blow up and become a legend or a, or a longevity type of artist in their own right, which Ty Trippett is. Mm-hmm. Like if you pay attention to the gospel streets, he got them popping. Oh yeah. But it's just hey. For, like, I'm not saying that it's right he got paid $2,000, but I'm just like. <laughs> At some point, do you think it was Justin Timberlake's or Timberland's call <laughs> call to, like, pay him back or, like, give, you know. Because that was a huge single. Well, the yeah. album was huge, but that was a huge that's single ar- for Justin. That's arguably Justin's biggest song. Like, that's, like, <laughs> and this only adds to the other controversy of the song, right? Because I think it was it was like a big thing about Britney Spears' be, image being used in the video, mm. and then you know you got that Timbaland not you know stealing beats like we that's been you know talked about throughout those circles back right. then too. So now you got <laughs> somebody that played chords on the background saying they only got paid two thousand dollars when you know that this was a huge a huge, huge hit. Man, what crazy? Still a karaoke joint today. Hey, look, man, and it just shows how many black people be making Justin look great out here. Man, <laughs> just, woo! It's, it's, it's funny because it's true. Black, black people be making Justin it's look great. It's funny because it's true. Damn. Uh, like black magic. We ain't got it. We ain't got it. Black magic, man. <laughs> we ain't got to stay. We ain't got to stay with that one too much longer, man. But that's just hilarious, man. But let's talk about this, man. Ah. Uh, it's getting real in these uh, in these political streets again, man. Like, we got to bring you something lighthearted. All for <laughs> jokes, right? Rhode Island Senator with the the name Tiara Mack. Tiara Mack. Not Tiara Wack. Tiara Mack. <laughs> I had to double check. I, had to double yeah, check. I was double like, check. hey, Tiara Wack's a rapper. <laughs> Facts. But no, her name is Tiara Mack. And she took to social media to twerk for votes as a campaign strategy. Johnny! What do you think about a Rhode Island Senator twerking for votes? You want the truth, my guy? Yeah. You want the truth? Oh, yeah. I always want it. I'm not really mad at it. It's because she double-cheeked up? No. The twerk was terrible. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. She, she was horrible. But my... So the thing... the thing. So I saw the all of... This is what we doing in politics and all that kind of shit now, right? These same individuals let Joe Biden say, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They let... What's my girl that ran against Hillary? They let Hillary Hillary Clinton do do the whole black promo run, say she got hot sauce on her bag, do all that bullshit. And this is where we draw the line because this is a black woman twerking because she wants to be voted senator or revoted, you know, reelected senator or some shit like that. Is that what we doing? That's where we drawing the line. Hey, man, I'm here for cheese clapping. That's, that's <laughs> what I got, right? I'm just saying, like, we can't, like, listen. We not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not rolling with that because saying, if we if we letting these white politicians come to our come to our shit and say we ain't black or try to take our slang for votes, and now we want to criticize the black woman for doing the shit that's been in our culture for hellas. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hate, nah. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not rolling. I hate you being so serious right now. <laughs> <laughs> that ass got a little bit of recoil on it. I love it, but <laughs> a little the, bit. The slightest. The, the, a little bit. The slightest. It's, it's okay. <laughs> But <laughs> yo, this this probably is what Rhode Island looked like the whole state. 
Yeah. Like she like yeah. she's literally in like a like, dirt like field. We, okay. With serious. a light with a lighthouse. Serious. Serious. Okay. Serious, right? This is me being serious. Okay. We've seen politicians do a lot worse. And I think that the state that we're in right now, they're looking for Democrats to be a little bit more aggressive. Aggressive, a little bit more serious about getting votes and making change mm-hmm. because of what happened with Roe versus Wade, the mass shootings, the school shootings. We're pretty much maybe on the verge of a civil war, maybe if you want to be honest, if you look at everything. So maybe this isn't the time, but then again, when is it the time? And it's so many conflicting views on what we deem positive for politicians to play in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, we can make all these stances for the sexually liberated woman but when she actually shows that she's sexually liberated we do things like this so i'm 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 just trying to make sure what we're doing like i i'm not i'm not shaming this woman for being herself like now i wouldn't want my i don't know if i would really that would sway my vote (laughs) because this is the thing we have played into personality politics too much Mm -hmm. and it often gets lost the overall goal because we vote for somebody because they twerk but then again, it's ingenious because nobody's done it. And nobody and none of these other politicians probably can do it. I ain't saying she's the best at it either. You know, we seen we seen <laughs> I mean, yeah. we seen better. We seen the we seen the, the, we seen the better, but but you know, cheeks. That's what I got. I mean she on the headstand, so no, no, no. <laughs> head down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I listen, I I'm not I'm not upset. I'm not offended. By this, like I like I was saying, like we let these white politicians talk to us any kind of way for the last how many of years? We let Trump say all kind of grabbing vaginas and all that. We we let we we've let these politicians get away with so much stuff throughout the years, especially with us being adults now. We actually understand the type of shit that's going on in the yeah, government. Yeah. And now this is where we draw the line. This is where we gonna draw the line. I'm not I'm not okay with that. I'm not rolling with that. It's it's yeah. Now, what I will say for Tierra Mac, she gotta take some twerking classes. Some she gotta go to Atlanta. She gotta do something. She gotta, she gotta enroll in something. Tra- um, I follow a young lady on Instagram, Trap Yoga Bay. Follow her if y'all don't follow her. She should get lessons. That's all I'm gonna say. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. She, yeah, she need a, need a little upgrade. Nah, uh, that's what's up, man. But now speaking of rolling in classes, I wanted to put. Pitch this idea, this theory that was floating around in my head about HBCUs to my brother Johnny. And I want to, I got to paint this picture and let's see where it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in the current state of college football, you have two major schools, USC and UCLA, leaving the Pac 10, well, the Pac 12, which is a major conference, mm-hmm. sports conference, and moving to the Big Ten. Yes. I saw that. I saw that's, that. That's pretty wild, right? Yes. Two West Coast schools going to play schools that are pretty much Midwest and East Coast schools. Mm-hmm. That's what the Big Ten consists of. And then you have a lot of schools leaving their older conferences going to the SEC, playing more Southern schools. So you got a lot of schools in Texas. Like you got Texas and Oklahoma, famously, that were always a Big 12, kind of like that middle Southwestern type of situation going over to the Southeast Conference, which has always been traditionally Alabama, Florida, Georgia, those type of places. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get these vacancies in these bigger conferences, and it's going to start shifting the paradigm, right? And we always seen the shifting paradigm when it came to 
the, we were, we're starting to see a lot of these uh, five-star athletes and these three-star athletes, like four, five, four, and three, that traditionally went to these bigger schools going to lower-level schools like HBCUs. Nothing's wrong with that because you play for who you want to play for, right? Mm-hmm. But schools often follow money. And my theory is that one of these HBCUs will get an invite to like a mid-conference type of place, like a Sunbelt Conference or something like that, which will break up the MEAC and the SWAC, mm-hmm. which are traditionally black conferences. Right. I see that happening because if they keep getting these quality recruits, that's how you change you change things. In my opinion, I just haven't heard anybody say this on any of the sports platforms. So I want to get my theory out, baby. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I think I think that like if Jackson State, Grambling, maybe AM, Howard, like, you know, the school and the fam you like everybody's starting to get yeah, get people. three four star recruits. Get yeah, three facts. four star recruits, rather be transfer or not. Mm-hmm. But the thing is Will the will the competition stay at a high level being down here, where you know Jackson State plays the Tennessee State or Alabama A and M and beat them, beat the dog shit out of them? Mm-hmm. Well, we can go play Arkansas State, which is like maybe a you know it's not Arkansas State is not Arkansas that's SEC. Arkansas State I think is maybe like Sun Belt Conference or something mm-hmm. like that, or you have an Austin P or something yeah, like that in Kentucky, you. like those mid major conferences. Yeah may start inviting HBCUs for competition. So are you saying, okay, so I, I think I'm following you, but okay. let me let me be sure. So okay. with the HBCUs now getting these three, four, maybe some five. five-star recruits, mm-hmm. right? Are you saying that they're going to get invited to the conferences, like to, yeah. p- to be a part of the conference? Mm-hmm. Oh, go- okay. Like gotcha. different conferences, because I think that may break up it, what the – the MEAC is like the East Coast HBCUs that are bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the SWAC, which is the 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 like southern the southern, yeah. the southern ones that are bigger. So you saying like, let's just say Jackson State gets invited to be to leave the SWAC and be a part of the Sun Belt Conference? Yeah. You're like, God, okay. I see that happening mainly because I never thought that I would see like a USC. Now they're going to be playing schools like Ohio State, Illinois, mm-hmm. Rutgers. Penn State, mm-hmm. like they're in the conference with them now. That's interesting. Can can I see that happening? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I think it will happen soon? Oh, no. Well, then again, we well I'll say this because I I'm, did we didn't see the USC move coming because it wasn't talked about until it literally happened. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying this is something that happens overnight because you know my theory on what HBCU athletics could be is just going to take time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. But I think that this is something that will happen eventually. Eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, the SEC, Pac-12, all that shit, that, those are, like, the Power 5 conferences, right? Yeah. So I think it's easier for them to switch conferences, right? Mm-hmm. So with with Jackson State, with the SWAC and MEAC conferences, the, the individual schools that are in those conferences, I think they're going to have to prove themselves because we – some of those schools already get one game per season where they'll play a Auburn or play like those types of schools, right? Exactly. So, and you know, as of late, you know, we still still losing. But as we get these better recruits and as we prove ourselves year after year, I yeah. think then we'll get you know we'll get the invites to those conferences. Yeah. So, I definitely see it happening, but yeah. I think it'll just you know take t- some time. T- take some time. Take some time. Then again, like I said, I. I've lived long enough to see USC jump ship. Like, like they're they are the West Coast power, but now they're merging over here to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. Cause you know what could happen with these um, HBCU conferences? Mm-hmm. 
which I hope it doesn't happen, but what I could see happening is this year, next year, let's just say the next five years, they continue to recruit heavy. They get these, they mm-hmm. get these really good recruits, right? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know, maybe a major shift happens. Maybe Deion Sanders decides to retire from college coaching, whatever. Mm-hmm. Something crazy happens, right? Mm-hmm. Then the recruiting falls, and now we're back to we get back to square one, and now we got to start the whole process over. Then I think the whole even even playing a one game per season against some of those power five schools mm-hmm. like, like well, go, goes away. Well, this is the thing. I'm not I'm not saying that they should Jackson State should jump in there with Mississippi or Mississippi mm-hmm. State. Yeah, right. I agree. No, I definitely no, agree. I'm they saying should. like the mid like those those schools that they wouldn't make it no way. Like you know, but respectfully. Like you know what I'm saying? Like but they are a leg up in competition as to what the SWAT probably could provide. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it does help the players, you know, retool and all that. You know, sharpen they get to. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just think that maybe that's what will happen eventually. Because it's all – and then it's all going to be all about, uh, like, TV dollars and all that great stuff too. Nobody's turning the Sunbelt Conference on over the SEC brand of football or Big Ten. That that doesn't happen. But That's true. Just, just the – you're opening up – the fan base and traveling and things like that. If somebody from, you know, Jackson can go up to these other schools and play them, like you get, you know, you get familiar, you get a chance to bond, like, you know, all these stuff, like you kind of, you know. But then how, so. But I I think that it destroys what the HBCU brand could be. Oh, with our With our rivalries. Oh, I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And with that, well, first of all, first question, how difficult is it to go from FCS to FBS? Mm. It's like is that a is that a hard well, thing or does it really matter? Because uh, I I don't know. Well, some mm, that's a, that's a great question because some of some, most of the big HBCUs like are Division One AA. Okay. So a mid major school is pretty much another size HBCU. It's just the demographic of the students is different. But if you're mm. talking about sheer numbers, they're probably about the same. Yeah, got you, got you, and then. Damn, I lost my but you can't, job. you can't, you can't have a school of six, seven thousand kids playing a, a school of seventeen, 17 or yeah. thirty or forty, and expecting it to be the same. No, 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 no. Right, right. But and like a virtually a, a seven, a seven thousand, a seven thousand undergrad body versus a ten, that's not too much of a difference. Agreed. Okay, I got you. I got you. That's why I keep saying mid major. I'm not talking power five. Talking that, that's com- completely different. Um, and then the next thing, so. I kind I kind of hope your theory doesn't happen only mm-hmm. because the the rec- what I, what I hope the goal is the recruiting yeah Jackson State they doing their thing with the recruiting fam you yeah, yeah yeah all you know all these big HBCUs right I hope that spreads throughout the rest of the HBCUs so therefore all of those TV dollars ad dollars come to the swag and come to the MEAC instead of us having to go out and. You know. Okay, that's true. But all brands are not created equal, right? I can give you Alabama, the cream of the crop of the SEC when you're talking about SEC football, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I know there are others. But ain't nobody pulling up to watch Arkansas football. Is it because of the Arkansas? It's it's because of the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, and, that, what and that's saying. what I'm saying. Like, all schools aren't created equal, right? So that's why if certain people leave, like, I mean – Respect to Mississippi Valley, but they ain't Jackson State. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's true. It's true. Uh, it's you true. know what I'm saying? Do you 
Do you think that could change though? Do, do you, know, you think you know it what could it, change? Anything's possible. But you know what? how long it takes to change a brand? Yeah, I do. It takes a lifetime. And it takes... It takes it's literally going, a lifetime. It's going to take a lot, a lot of resources, a lot of money. It's, it's going to take a lot. A and, whole lot. And I think that the... The way that these uh, HBCU administrations think, they're going to start following money. Yeah. So you can't sit like I'm not saying. Well, no, I am saying you. You can't say <laughs> that when the uh, <laughs> when the when one of these bigger mid mid major conferences call one of us up, we ain't gonna entertain it because mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I would love for. I mean, I would love for just HBCUs to get more visibility. And they're getting that now. Right. But I'm just saying, like, more and more eyes become on this HBCU product. But the at the what sacrifices is the the uh rivalry within the HBCU landscape if one of the schools leads to a bigger conference. I could see that. Now, out outside of that, do you see any other downsides to the HBCU going to any of these other conferences? No. No, because talent is talent, right? If you got it, you got it. Mm-hmm. I think that we're starting to recruit a lot of talent that's better than what those mid-majors can oppose. But I'm not saying that our best HBCU school needs to play the best in college football. Oh, <laughs> that's still smoke, my boy. <laughs> like, they Max. still going to get smoked. <laughs> like, it's a difference with having, having one, two, five stars, and then you got five stars at damn near every position. Yeah. Yeah, you even, recruit, even the backup, you, re, yeah. you recruit two, you recruit you recruit fifteen five stars a year. Nah, this one ain't gonna change nothing down here. Yeah, it's true. But one makes a difference when you playing Austin P. I don't know. I keep saying Austin. Yeah, you're P. right. <laughs> that's that's the one you know. Nah, that's one. That's one I know. That's funny. That's funny. No, nah, that's that's an interest. That's an interesting theory. Um, mm-hmm. of course, only time will tell. But yeah. when that shit happen, we definitely go. Oh, we definitely like, gonna talk about like, it. Big facts, cause, cause you heard it here first. Pretty much, OS. I have heard nobody say this, so I want to make sure I got them bars off. Oh, West baby, <sighs> Johnny, we gotta do it. We gotta do it, man. It's another another MCU entry has uh, hit theaters. We have Thor: Love and Thunder, the fourth entry into the Thor franchise. Johnny, you are fresh off the movie theater seats. You saw this <laughs> film. You saw this film. What? Did you think? First of all, I told y'all I'm never missing a Marvel movie to open a weekend ever again. Mm-hmm. So I stuck to that, even fresh off of vacation. Wow. So I'm just throw that out Respect. there. Right? Um I've been seeing the rumblings, man. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been seeing the rumblings. A lot of y'all been calling this shit trash. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all mm-hmm. a, a majority of y'all been calling this shit trash. Mm-hmm. I th- I thought it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I can see why some people will call it trash. I can see. I can see. We'll get into it. We'll get into okay. it. We'll get into it. Yeah. What, um, what did you think? I share your sentiment mm-hmm. of it being entertaining. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where it goes. Okay. It's entertaining. Decent, decent film. Decent. Nothing that it's going to shake up the, the MCU timeline. Nothing, nothing like catastrophic in that way. And I mean, a good way, right? Mm-hmm. I just think the movie is okay. If you want to use the word bid, 
we can talk about that too. Yeah. But it's just okay. Now we're gonna stick to this film because I have a lot of bars to get off about something else. Okay. You know, just you know the MCU at large. Gotcha. We'll get to that. Gotcha. So the fourth entry, Saint Taka Waititi doing his thing with this film. You have Christian Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Yeah, look. (laughs) Gets the blood boy. Right, right, right. Natalie Portman. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love I I enjoyed this film. It was very entertaining. Like I I really the bad things I have to say about the film are merely nitpicks. Mm -hmm. I don't think that the film is like horrible, Mm -hmm. right? But this is my overall thinking. This would have been better served if it was Thor two. Just off of the love story situation, because it's like she takes what two movies off? Was she in Thor: Dark World? She wasn't Dark Thor: Dark World. Oh, okay. So, no. so they so Thor one, he went to Earth. They, that's where they met. Thor two took her to Asgard. He met a mother. All that shit. Okay, never mind. I miss. I I've seen two, but I haven't seen it once. So oh, that's fine. That Dark Elves, you know, it's a, it was a dark time. Yeah, it was. We, na- it was we don't really we don't really talk about that. We don't do that. We here. don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was like, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it was written well. Like I I don't really have too many gripes. I think that this film falls into the uh, traditional superhero trope. Um, Okay, what do you think about Gore the God Butcher? I don't want to start just going all over the place. What do you think about the villain? I was so excited to see this villain only because he was a god. He was a god, a god killer. Like mm-hmm. that. Well, first of all, he was a god killer. Second of all, it's Christian Bale. You had to bring me into this mind space that Christian Bale plays great villains. I had to. I had to sit and think about that. Shouldn't make perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. So. With Christian Bale playing Gore the God Butcher, it's like, okay, this should be fire. Mm-hmm. They didn't do enough around him. The opening of the movie, we underst- we understood his motivation for why he did what he was doing in the movie, right? Cool. But that was it. He only showed up to like actually like do some shit. We got no other backstory for him. And I absolutely hated that. Because I feel like this... I felt this character had this villain had the potential to be top five villain in the MCU, and they completely fumbled that shit. Completely, completely. I agree. And that—that's like my big—that's my biggest gripe with this movie. That's my biggest gripe. Okay. Yeah, because Christian Bale is like a real life villain, so (laughs) I think that's why it's so easy for him to be be all maniacal and shit like that. But I'm hmm. Yeah, the villain was just okay. I felt like watching this film, he never had the upper hand like that. <laughs> I like, I, I like, oh, I know you lose in the end. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, never- o- the only time I felt like he had the upper hand is when he like initially got um, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. That was it. That Even was on- when he was using that shit, that was, it was only like- for a split second. Like- but it just felt like that was. Oh yeah, he- spoiler, spoiler alert. He he never gave me the feel that he was going to win. He didn't give me enough of. Like I'm fucking shit up. Like if he snuck into op- uh, omnipotent city or something like that, mm-hmm. and fuck yeah, up right. like that would have that would have probably gave fired. me a little bit more. But he didn't do that. <laughs> fucking Jane Foster was fucking him up in New Asgard, like toward the beginning. Like, and not saying that's a bad thing, but like show him having the upper hand at some point. Nah, I don't damn. think I don't think you ever really had the upper hand. Okay. Natalie Portman is Jane Foster. What do you think about the Mighty Thor being introduced into this film? Okay. So, 
the only, I feel like the only reason <laughs> she was written into this movie is because we had to somehow give Thor closure on Jane Foster. Um, Thor 2 was the last time we actually saw her, like, yeah. physically in any of the MCU movies, right? Mm-hmm. But she had been alluded to every time we saw Thor. Yeah. In Ragnarok, and in Infinity War, shit, I think in Endgame. Like, any time we saw Thor, she was alluded to, right? Yeah. So they, I felt like they had to find a way to bring her back in to close out that story of mm-hmm. Thor. Yeah. Because they even they did the flashback of everything Thor has been through in the MCU. Yeah. Mom dying, father dying, had to kill his sister he just met. Loki died three times. Like Their fake break. I mean, not their fake breakup, but the breakup we never saw. Had, had to explain that, right? Because mm-hmm. we, never, we never got any details about that. Thor needed closure with Jane. So yeah. I feel like that's the only reason the Mighty Thor was written into this movie. I can see that. Well... <sighs> This is where the writing comes into play, right? Because when you see her, she had ter- a terminal illness, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she becomes a villain. Because, I mean, she becomes a, a hero because of that, yep. right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, they played on that the sensibilities of that throughout the film. Nothing wrong with it. I just seen it coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because I watch movies all the time, right? I just saw it. I was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing this. Ah, okay. I guess. But I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Uh, I think she did a good job. I think she did a decent job. Like, it's Thor needed a love interest, hence, I guess, the name of the film, right? Like, and it, he did it. It was like it almost broke him in a way the first film did, right? And he needed to become worthy. And I guess his love and his struggle with that helped him become more worthier. <laughs> more I, 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 I don't know. Like, maybe, I, is that is, am I reaching with that point? Like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't think you're reaching. And again, I think I think Thor has had probably the worst arc arc out of like all the MCU, right? And we needed to find a way in order to get Thor to be happy again. So what what better way than to have his long lost girlfriend come back for him to actually tell her? He loves her for them to actually fight together, for her to basically die to save him so he can take care of Gore's daughter, which we'll get to in a second because yeah. that's fucking nuts, right? <laughs> like, we had to find some way to redeem Thor or make him happier again. We saw him go through fucking depression in the endgame. Like, yeah. we had to find a way to make Thor happy. Yeah. And this is like, they're trying to make up for what happened with the Dark World, right? And this film... It does capture a lot of what Ragnarok provided. Mm-hmm. A lot of the laughs, a lot of stuff. Just I a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff seemed chaotic at points. So I was just like, "Hey, yo, it's a lot. It's a lot going on." But I'm rocking, right? And it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't mm-hmm. bad. So uh, it's just, you know, hey, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> are we trying to be? Are we trying to be comedic? Like, you know, are we trying too hard? I, I definitely thought that at times, but I don't know. Like literally, all the jokes throughout the movie, all I thought them shit was funny. Yeah. Like all, like all of them. Like some sometimes it felt like it was too many in a row, but for yeah. some reason it worked. I don't know. It worked for me. It worked, and that and I feel like that's what kept me kept me intrigued by the movie. But the thing about this film, which I do enjoy, <clears throat> it does uh, kind of pull all those emotions and reactions out of you. It can be laugh. You can laugh. You can kind of feel like, oh wow, it's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of feel this heartbreak or this heart pain. Yeah, like you yeah. know what I'm saying. So it, it did a good job at that, and the pacing was pretty good. I just 
I, I don't know. I'm just not in love with the film like that. Same. But I think it's okay. Like Same. And this is almost how I felt about Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. But this movie, I feel like this movie is better than Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah. It actually is. And then, like, we get the crossover with the Guardians. Cool. Like, I I, I enjoyed them for the, the 10 minutes they was in the yeah. film. That, but even even that, like, was it really necessary? Like, listen, I understand he flew off with them at the end of Endgame. Listen, but every Marvel film is going to have crossover from true. now until the end. end of, to the end <laughs> of time. For eternity, right? It, I see. My, my mans, I love it. <laughs> I love eternity, it. For eternity. Which I, is also crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's so, Okay. I feel like there were very subtle hints or callbacks to other Phase Four movies and the TV shows, hmm. like the um, the room where he had to open he had to open that door for eternity. Mm-hmm. It was all of those other like the Living Tribunal, all of those other beings in there. Like we we saw glimpses of them in Multiverse of Madness when they went through all twenty two of those um, multiverses. Yeah. I feel like we saw a piece of that in um, Moon Knight mm-hmm. and even the whole thing with like the gods and how the gods yeah. have worshipers and all that. That was a that was a theme in Moon Knight as well, yeah. like with avatars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I think they wanted to kind of show that Eternity had like. Like, uh, I don't know, like status over those other gods, mm-hmm. because like you see these four, but Eternity's at the end of the hall. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that, then, that's that's what I'm. Thinking. And then you had to do a, you know, do something special in order to open the door to actually get mm-hmm. to eternity, mm-hmm. so you can make your wish and all that kind of shit. Yeah, and it was kind of like I'm like, did he have to kill all the guys for this? Like I don't, I don't, I didn't see the, I didn't see the parallels in like killing guys to get this wish. See, I, so I think so initially, so I think he wanted to, he wanted to kill all the gods, right? Because mm-hmm. when he actually met. The guy that he worshipped, worshiped The guy was asshole. trash right Yeah So end up killing him So He wanted to kill all the gods The best way to do that Is to get to eternity And just wish all the gods were dead mm. So I That's that's what he was trying to do To get to eternity oh, okay But when he actually got there He wished for his daughter back He's like okay I understand the concept of, of love now And maybe love is more powerful And blah 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 Jesus. All that shit so, <laughs> He was not here for that clearly <laughs> Come on man Okay so what do you think about uh, Russell Crowe's appearance as Zeus? I thought he played Zeus well. Like I didn't expect all the guys to be assholes. I really didn't. Every like, that shit was single crazy. one of them are assholes. <laughs> like he mentioned the orgy. I was like, he's like, you're not coming to the orgy. I was like, yeah, like, fam. What kind of shit? Is... I thought this shit was great. Oh yeah, I, I loved it. I, I love, I, I love, I love when you get the the dramatic actors coming in and showing their comedic timing. Yeah, I never, I don't think I've ever seen Russell Crowe be funny in that way. Mm-hmm. So, and he wasn't being like, like. Trying to be funny, it right. was just it was yeah, it was just him being him. Okay, play with uh, play within the film. What do you think about that coming back? <laughs> I, th- I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great because that was from Ragnarok. Yeah, mm-hmm. the play no, within I, the film. I thought that was dope. And then my uh, what's what's my girl name? Melissa McCarthy. I wasn't yeah, expecting yeah, that. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. And then they asked uh, King Valkyrie if they could do a play about what's going on right now. They was like, I didn't even know. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, they came up with a name on the spot and everything. Yeah. Like that, that shit was great. What do you think Shout about the uh, What do you think about the LGBTQ references in this film that probably would have got it banned across these? 
And see, we we I, we just talked about this like a week or two ago, mm-hmm. right? We ain't heard nothing about this being banned. Not a thing. I, but okay, what do you think? And then I'll give my two cents. At some point, all right, man. Like I get it, but for real, like these were literally <laughs> nothing. It was just shows of slight affection. That's that's it. Like. A rock and a rock <laughs> holding hands under under, under lava, under lava making a baby, right? I'm like, okay. And then Tessa Thompson's beautiful. Like she is so fine. The way she 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 hit that that touched that white woman on the face, I said, Jesus. <laughs> now did you notice something? Now this is my perverse mind. Excuse me, uh-oh, right? Uh oh. They used her licking the sword in the uh the trailer. I didn't I don't think I seen that in the film. No, nah, you know they be faking us out sometimes. Damn, you know, like this you know, this what you fake you, me out. You on? know they be faking us out, man. You know when that. Tessa licked that sword, I said, Ooh, Lord. look. He was ready. I was ready for that. <laughs> and they took that away from me. That's why you got the trailer. You got the trailer. You can, I feel like you can go play it back. I feel like it'd be been long. Lo- I feel like this thing would have been longer to fill. <laughs> I, I don't know. I got. I got nothing for it. I got oh, nothing okay. For it. Well, <laughs> we played it. We're clearly. We we have clearly been all over the place with this film. So I think we understand where we. You know how we feel about the film overall. What we think about. You know each major character. What do you think about the final? I mean the uh, post credit scenes. Um. Let's let's do the last one first. Mm-hmm. Um. Jane Foster, she died. She died in battle, mm-hmm. so she was able to go to Valhalla. We get a glimpse of Idris Elba mm-hmm. as as Heimdall. Fire, super. Fire. I am so upset that we didn't mention his kid being like in this film. I thought that was so dope. I thought that was so dope. The little boy. Yes, the little boy. Super fire, right? And even like the final battle scene with all the kids, where he like that, that was dope. That was dope. At, in the moment, in the beginning, I was like, oh, no, I know all these kids ain't about to fight this shit. Like, that's trash. But as they got, when they got their powers and they was all doing all that shit, the little girl had the, the teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's, that's, that was, it was, I was, was like, dope. all right, nah, I like this. I'm not going to hate on this. Yeah, yeah, like, like I like this. I like this. So the fact that he was able, his child was able to use the same, like, vision, vision thing mm-hmm. so so Thor could, like, actually talk to the kids, I, that was dope. Um, that was So that was cool. The fact mm-hmm. that. Jane Foster was able to go to Valhalla because that was a running theme throughout the movie. Like a yeah. lot of people mentioned Valhalla, right? Yeah, yeah. So the so the, the fact that we actually got to see it, we got a glimpse of Heimdall, which I thought we would never see again. Like it was like it was touching. It yeah. was beautiful, right? Yeah. Now, for the first, for the mid credit scene, what what did you think about first of all, Zeus not dying? I I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I, I didn't think he was dead. I, I thought he was. Mm-hmm. I thought he was. I didn't think he was dead. Like, I don't know. Like, I, f- I feel like for you to kill Zeus and you don't have no 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 payback for that, like, ain't nobody come pull up on you immediately. <laughs> like, you know, like, the rest of the guys got to see you immediately. <laughs> immediately. Because everybody knew you was going there. Right. Like, everybody knew where you was going. So, yeah. I felt like. That's true. That is true. Like, yeah, they ain't you just don't kill. You. you just don't kill the gods of all gods and don't have no <laughs> retribution. No, no retaliation. No, nothing. All right. Nah, that's crazy. All right, I'm okay. I'm, 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 I'm. I was like, nah, he ain't dead. That's but, funny. That's but funny. you know, just the reveal of Hercules now in the MCU. I was like, I don't really know what this means because I didn't know that those actual Greek uh, gods were like existed existed in the, Mar- in the Marvel universe. Yeah. I know that a lot of our characters that we love are based on them, mm-hmm. like in, in you know, in ways. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. Zeus, Hercules. Yeah, they, yeah, they, okay. they, they exist in the comic I, but universe. It, it, it did nothing for me. Like I mean, it was like a, cool. What I hope it doesn't mean is that there's gonna be a Thor five. 
Oh no! Get this shit out of here. Now we now. I'm glad you said that. Let's talk about MCU and beyond now, because we're here now. You don't give Thor this little girl and not give us another Thor, right? You don't have Hercules introduced as a possible villain for Thor and not have another Thor film. What we gonna have? Gods versus Avengers? Because the <laughs> Avengers planning on fighting some other stuff. So. Like, this is where the MCU is starting to split off. It seems like it's... Like, this film has nothing to do with what Marvel like did with Doctor Strange. Nothing. Yeah. There's no tie-in. Yeah. There's no continuation. This is... They're doing their own thing. Maybe when we get Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe there'll maybe be some tie-in. Yeah. But for what we just saw and what Marvel's been doing with multiverses and things like that, this got nothing Absolute, to do with it. Absolutely So nothing. that's where I'm like, I'm not saying that... It, well, maybe I am. I feel like most films should have tie into the overall mm-hmm. overall theme, theme of what's going, going on. on. But this has this is a literally a standalone film in that way. With only subtle references to other things that have happened within phase subtle. four. Super subtle, subtle, right? I I don't really know what the Hercules thing means either. I, I just hope that it doesn't mean another Thor movie. Like you, we really got to get that out of here. Listen, so, like he is the only one that has had a four film run, like and his and his character, like his contract ain't up. So you yeah, get, it definitely said Thor will return. You finna get more Thor, my boy, and that means it's gonna be a. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you hit a pal with this, like you know, that, just just prepare. God, I hope not. I no, I'm really I'm, I'm, I'm actually here with you. Like I'm not sure, like. How can you squeeze another Thor film? But then again, you gave him a child. They gonna turn that, that fights with him. They gonna turn that shit into Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's, and a, it's already there. Oh my god, it's already there, man. Okay, so last question. Another move, another movie entry into Phase Four. That's all. I know where you're going. I want you to finish. What do you? It, but, what do you? But, what, like, what do you think? Where? What do you think about the current state and where we're at? <laughs> This is slightly better than Doctor Strange, but still, my feelings about Phase Four are still the same. Get this Phase Four the fuck out of here. This ain't this ain't changed nothing. Golly. So we have to look forward to a Chadwick Boseman less Black Panther. Cause that's yeah, that's def- that's the next MCU movie. This is not like Marvel was trekking real good when we got into Black Panther. We was doing good when we pulled up to Black. When we pulled up to Wakanda, it was forever, baby. We was up. We was up. <laughs> but now, I don't know if we're going to be dashikiing up for this one. I, but I, I said that back then. Even Rest in peace to Chadwick. Even if Chadwick was still with us, I still don't think. I still don't think. Chadwick couldn't save. Chadwick can't save what's going on in the MCU right now. We Rest in peace to the God. Facts. But I just don't think. I don't, I don't like, see this it happening. Is, this is something else. I don't see it happening. We... From what I've seen, we're getting um, Namor, the, yeah. the Submariner. We're also getting Ironheart, Re, uh, Re, 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 Re Williams, Williams, who is the 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 youngest, smartest person in the MCU, apparently. So, so her and um, Shuri, Shuri gonna be catfighting pretty much, right? I hope not. I don't want to see the black women fight. Not, I mean, not. <laughs> you know. I'm smarter than you. you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> okay, a, I, that, that's what I mean. Cat I can, fight, I can not, not actual. Oh, okay, fight. got you, got you, got you. I'm cool. I'm with that. I'm mm. with that. But again, I, she went to she had a fancy MIT degree, right? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's funny. At nine, looking right, at right, right. Um, she gonna be mad. No, but for real, we got we got to get Phase Four out of here. And then, I, and now I'm wondering what the ending of Phase Four is. 
Like, is it, is it because Fantastic it's not, it's not going to be a uh, Avengers movie. It's a Fantastic Four film. Is it? I think so. Oh, okay. Because every, every time they've done the Phase Four trailer and thing like that, they end with the Four, mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four. Gotcha. Four. So, I think that's and that's what next year. Hey man, it's looking real dark for it's real, it's real bleak, man. For for um, Black Panther, respectfully, man. And that's November. We got what five months for that? I I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm so sad because this shit has not been good. This is- we we brought it to you here first. OS game. We ain't really the biggest fans of Phase Four MCU. Mm-mm. It's just not it. Mm-mm. Not it. Nah, man. OS Gang, we have clearly reached the end of our docket. We appreciate you for rocking with us all the way to the end. Johnny, what do you have for the people? For our YouTubers, again, we want to say thank you and welcome to all the new subscribers. We appreciate y'all. Uh, check out all the previous content. We got new content coming every week. Yes, sir. Um, hit the like button, yep. subscribe, yep. hit the comment section. Let yep. us know what y'all think about any of the topics we discussed today. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. If you're on audio, you know what time it is, baby. It's OS w- song of the week. WKOS, we here. Ralph, you take it first, yeah, man. Yeah, I got you, bro. Uh, it is July. I'm in my bag. My birthday is around the corner. I just want to spread all these vibes. Low-key ratchet vibes. Uh-oh. But uh, I got a classic for you. I got Corrupt. We can freak it. <laughs> This for all y'all, all y'all, all over, all over. Bounce, niggas, roller skating, bitches, homies, bounce, drop, ladies, roller skating, dipping down the street. I've been all around the world, Japan to Amsterdam. Hit them like switches, dipping, hit the switches, which is one reason why I gotta make mine. Cause fools on the streets trying to take mine. What's up, lady? Time's getting shady. You gotta lick stick with it. That's why I'm sick with it. Hard to maintain in this world of pain. But I'ma serve these rhymes like Dobbs and Kane. Why can't we just chill and get along, motherfucker? The views you choose to use is wrong, motherfucker. Relax. Me and Baby S got it mapped to the T. Just ride with me. Battle cat in the back with a sack on D. Rhyme with the young OG. Dipping down the shawl. Fuck all of y'all. Let me bounce rock skate on three. We can freak it, freak it, feel on two, they won't die if you want to, but come in that gate and we know that we can freak it, freak it, feel on two, bounce, die if you want to, come in that gate and we know. Let me tell you how I started on the grind for mine, living life in my rear view. S nigga here, you a brother, drop the bomb, record one in blue palm, the Yukon, St. John hooked my shit up bomb, full control. Man, we appreciate y'all grooving with us here on WKOS. That was corrupt with the classic. Mm. We can freak it. Yeah, I want to get my West Coast boogie on, but last time that happened, I got into a dance battle with a crib, and I got scared. <laughs> Shit, you told me about that. that was funny as hell. Um, all right, man. So since I <laughs> took a took a detour to Miami on my on my trip, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play some Rick Ross. This is a Lil Fast Die Young. Ooh. And I want to show you how you all look like beautiful stars tonight. 
with my top, peeling back tinted glass on my 57. Nigga with an attitude, me. Young and radical methods are mathematical. I let my convertible marinate on the avenue. Mommy, that's half a million. I'm living la vida rapido. Die young, but fuck it, we flew first class. Turned you to a rich bitch by your first glance. Up in this bitch, and we lit up like a screen. Every time we hit the charts, nigga, shoot up like a fiend. Stunting like we printing money with machines. Would you see me waving by Sharon Constantine? Like Mike, my spikes, they all white. 24 karat gold, baby carrots worth the ice. Ice insured, fuck life insurance. I live for the moment and put a bullet on it. Got the club rocking like a fucking boat. I'm the pirate on the ship. All you mates got to go. Your party over here, everybody over here. You know the word travel fast. Everybody know we here. Bottles over here, even spread it over there. All the models over here, but they swallow everywhere. She came to party like it's 1999. If she died on my dick, she would live through my ride. Yeah, man, welcome back to WKOS. That was Rick Ross, Lil Fast, Die Young. I had to let the whole verse play. Shit was too far. Shit was <laughs> hey, it too is what it is. I'm going pocket. I mean, I'm going clock watching. Nah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, 152, anything left for the people? Hey, man. Another episode down, another week down. Uh, you let us come through your, ear, your, your airwaves, and we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Make sure you guys comment. Rate, subscribe, share with your people, share with your family, share yes. with your friends. Because yes. you know why? OS is for the streets. And with that, it's episode 152. 152. And we out. Chip. Peace.